I would like to welcome Domenica Rubino, Director of Washington Center for Weight Management and Research at Arlington, Virginia, United States. Thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to help. At the recent annual European Association for the Study of Diabetes meeting, you held a very interesting uh, lecture about weight control. And at first, I would like to ask you, why is weight control so important to prevent uh, more diseases and complications? Yeah, you know, it, it's important to recognize that excess weight contributes to a lot of the conditions that we see all the time in the clinic, right? So we see that it impacts heart disease. We see that it can cause diabetes. We see that it's associated with high blood pressure, with cholesterol, with reflux, fatty liver disease, arthritis, it decreases mobility, sleep apnea, even mood, depression, anxiety. There are so many different conditions that weight impacts. And what we now know is that with weight loss, and not necessarily a lot of weight loss, all right, 5%, 10%, maybe 15% if we're lucky, that improves the conditions. It improves all of those conditions I just spoke about and often can actually decrease the need for other medications. So we now know that weight loss really improves those conditions. And so the focus has been maybe sometimes we should actually focus on helping people lose weight. Um, and now there have been developments of medications to help people lose weight because we know that the physiology really holds on to weight. It's hard to lose weight. We know that this is difficult. It's not just a person's willpower. So the main focus is to help lose weight to help these conditions. And how prediabetes is uh, connected to uh, obesity and why is identifying prediabetes is important? Yeah, so that's very important, you know, as we know that the development of type 2 diabetes is dependent on how sensitive our insulin is, right? And insulin resistance, both in the form of what we see early, which is pre-diabetes, right? When the pancreas needs to produce much more insulin in order to bring the sugars down, right? And then gradually the pancreas is not functioning anymore and we see the type 2 diabetes. So what's important that we've begun to realize over the last 10, 20 plus years is that recognition of pre-diabetes is important. And in fact, there was just a report looking at the UK Diabetes Prevention Screening Program. 44 years later, they saw that when they treated with metformin and they improved people's blood sugars, that actually they have lower microvascular disease and lower macrovascular disease. So what's important to recognize with pre-diabetes is that if we intervene early, we improve the sensitivity of the tissues, the sensitivity of all the tissues to insulin, and we decrease inflammation, and we prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes. Now, many of you may not realize, or you maybe you do see this, that about 45% of everyone that comes in with obesity has prediabetes. We already see changes. We see early neuropathy. I see that in a lot of my patients. When you look 
they have decreased vibratory sensation, they have early neuropathy, sometimes early kidney disease. So it's very important to start looking for this. And that's pretty much what we started to talk about. In your presentation, uh, what uh, we published at the uh, European Association for the Study of Diabetes meeting, you investigated the effect of liraglutide and semaglutide in prior diabetes. What were the most important findings? Yeah, so what we found was some really key pieces of information. One thing that we learned is that GLP-1 agonists, just as we know that they're important for diabetes, it turns out they're very important for prediabetes as well. And so what we found in the trial was the use of liraglutide or semaglutide helped shift our patients from pre-diabetes range glucose to normal glycemia. And that worked much better than diet and lifestyle. All right. So where you might see 10% of people improve with diet and lifestyle, you saw 60, 70, 80% improvement with the use of GLP-1 agonists. Now, the interesting part that we also learned is we looked at what was the impact of weight loss. And what we found is that people who lost more than 10% were much more likely to have normal glycemia at the end of 68 weeks in the study compared to those who lost less than 10%. So what we take home from that is that the combination, the use of GLP-1 agonists, whether it's liraglutide or semaglutide, in conjunction with diet and lifestyle to lose more than 10%, we see normal glycemia. We see the prevention of type two diabetes. And that was the other thing that was very important. In this trial, the use of GLP-1 agonists, only 2.6%, a very small group of people went on to develop type two diabetes. But the diet and lifestyle group, it was more than 10% that developed type 2 diabetes. So we're learning a lot. We're learning that if we use these medicines to impact the physiology, and if we use these medicines to help our patients lose weight, we can see normal blood sugars and prevent type 2 diabetes. What is the message of the study? What are the clinical implications of your findings? I think really the key... Um, key messages, the key take-homes is that we need to treat weight. We don't need a tremendous amount of weight loss. We need 10%. 10% can help normalize blood sugar and prevent type 2 diabetes. And we also learned that the GLP-1 agonists, liraglutide and semaglutide, can help improve blood sugar and help us get to that 10% weight loss. And I'd say those are the most important messages. We've got tools. Thank you very much for the conversation and congratulations to the trial. Thank Glad you. to help. Thank you.